Hello, and welcome to a special episode here at the Tolkien Professor podcast. Before I start this episode, which will be chiefly focused on making announcements, I would like to make another and entirely new announcement. Next Tuesday, May 17th, I'll be in New York City for an event that my college is throwing in the early evening. As I've been planning for that, I was thinking that since I'm going to be in New York anyway, why not announce a time when anyone who's available could just join me for a Tolkien chat? John DiBartolo of the Lonely Mountain Band and the Middle Earth Network lives in the New York area and will also be joining me. And when we found that there's a bar not too far away from my college event that's actually named The Pony, we decided it was meant to be. Therefore, I would like to invite anyone in the New York area to come join me and John DiBartolo for drinks and conversation at The Pony Bar on Tuesday night, May 17th, from 8.30 to 11 o'clock. The Pony is located at 637 10th Avenue, New York City. That's 10th Avenue and 45th Street. Come join us if you can. If you're not in a place where you can write down the time and place, check my Facebook page or my Twitter feed. I'm announcing this in those two places as well. Now, on to the main point of this episode. A couple weeks ago, I mentioned a special broadcast that I would be doing with the people over at Middle Earth Network Radio in order to make a big announcement. Recently, I was reminded that those who could not tune into that show still might not have heard my big news. Therefore, I am releasing here a recording of the show. I thought this was a really fun show, and the Middle Earth Network did a great job with it, so I hope you enjoy it. One more thing I want to emphasize further. One of the two purposes for this announcement broadcast in the first place was to announce my official partnership with the Middle Earth Network, and I feel that that announcement got a little overshadowed by the even bigger news that I was able to share during the show. I wanted to take a minute, however, to explain the partnership in a little more detail. For a while now, I have wanted to change and expand my discussion forum that was originally attached to my website. Some of you have noted that the discussion forum hadn't been taking new members for a while now. I've been in the process of revamping and looking for new alternatives. Ideally, I wanted something a little more dynamic, something that would allow my listeners both to ask me questions and to interact with each other in ways that would go beyond an old-fashioned static discussion board. This is where I was in my thinking when Mark and John and Candace over at Middle Earth Network showed me their new site, MyMiddleEarth.com. This is a new social network site designed for Tolkien fans, and it has been bringing together people from many different areas of Tolkien fandom. Music people, artists, gamers, movie fans, and book geeks like me. In my mind, this was the perfect solution, an opportunity to combine the benefits of a discussion forum with the community-building possibilities of a social network. Therefore, I have made My Middle Earth the official home of my discussion groups for the Tolkien Professor podcast. If you go to MyMiddleEarth.com, you will see a tab at the top of the page labeled Tolkien Professor. That page will provide you links to the groups I've set up, one all-purpose group for the podcast and several groups for the separate series that I've done so that people can have a more focused discussion on the Silmarillion seminar or the fairy and fantasy class or the Tolkien course from last year or the Hobbit series. Each group has a wall that you can post on, Facebook style, and a discussion forum for thread and reply posting. In addition, there's a very good live chat system built into My Middle Earth. Especially over the summer, I'm going to spend quite a bit of time logged in there, so keep an eye out for me, or join me in the specially designated Tolkien Professor chat room. I look forward to connecting with you on MyMiddleEarth.com. Okay, now let's finally get on to the recording of the broadcast, and if you haven't heard it yet, my big announcement. We interrupt the regularly scheduled program to bring you this special episode of Middle Earth Network Live, a special live event. Uh, I'm Michael Kaiser from Middle Earth Podcast, Middle Earth Minutes Podcast, I should say. So many Middle Earth names here. And I have, uh, I'm joined by Mark from Bird and Baby, the, uh, the head honcho behind the Middle Earth Network, uh, up there in the virtual 1 o'clock position. How are you tonight, Mark? I am doing excellent. I've got uh, little jitters tonight. This is uh, an exciting night for all of us. Oh, it really is. This is uh, we're moving on up, upward and onward. Okay, and we also have over there in the uh, on the East Coast, we have the one and only John D. Bartolo of the Lonely Mountain Band, Fathom, all kinds of different musical outfits, plus uh, the Burden Baby. John, how are you tonight? Good evening. Yes, I'm he's doing, doing good. I- 
I'm doing excellent. This is super, super exciting. Yes, it is. And we are also joined by Arwen from Middle Earth News. Arwen, can you hear us loud and clear? Yes, I can. Hello. Uh, Here for this exciting night. And, of course, this whole uh, we're setting aside an hour of special programming tonight in order to bring on the one and only Tolkien professor. Hello. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on with us. And we know we have a big announcement to do tonight. And we're going to spend an hour talking about that. Well, thanks for having me. It is very exciting to be here. Yes. So now... Mark, I want you to go ahead and take over from this point. I'm going to check a couple of settings here, make sure that we're doing hunky-dory. Okay, and that we're recording and that the radio is working. <laughs> yes. Both would be good things. Yeah, both, yeah. both would be good, right? Well, it's just the uh, uh, it's the uh, last-minute nervousness, uh, you know, uh, what do they call that? Uh, what's Murphy's Law type of thing going on. Uh, but we're very excited to have you on tonight, uh, uh, Dr. Olson. And uh, just uh, if we can speak a little bit uh, about the recent, uh, uh, I guess, happenings with uh, your forums and whatnot. Uh, would you like to talk to that? Sure, I would. I would. A lot of people have been asking me. Uh, when I first set up my website, I set up a discussion forum um, just through a, a, a pretty simple third-party uh discussion forum set up because I always wanted to have uh, a place, you know, in, a, in my podcast, I never really wanted just to be like, here, now let me like speak at you and you guys listen and that'll be awesome. I mean, I, you know, I wanted to, to be able to have an opportunity to, to be able to interact with people where people could ask questions and, and more people besides myself could talk and, and that would be good. So and that's been okay for a while, but there's it's it's been a while now that I've been a little bit dissatisfied with the way that sort of the traditional discussion board setup works, and uh, you know I've been kind of wanting to shift things around and kind of take that in new directions. So, uh, in uh, a wonderful. Uh, in, in a wonderful coincidence, you know, a chance, if chance you call it, uh, at the same time that I was looking around for these kinds of new things, you guys, of course, were uh, creating this wonderful new resource, the uh, the My Middle Earth Network, uh, um, I, you know, set up forum here. And uh, so I have been, I am delighted to announce that I'm going to be partnering uh, with you guys and um, all of my discussion groups and interactions and things are going to basically live here uh, in my Middle Earth network. And uh, on the, if you log into my Middle Earth network, you can see there's a little tab for me on the top, which will provide links to the groups. I've set up groups for the major sort of categories of my lectures and programs and stuff, so that people who want to, uh, you know, t- who want to get into a discussion about you know something that I bring up in the lecture se- in the Hobbit lecture series can do that there. People People want to get involved with the discussion from the Silmarillion seminar can get involved there. Um, and, uh, and basically people can sort of start making connections and, and participating in the conversations. I, I always, I often, when I talk to people who are listening to my podcast, uh, you know, will say like, Oh, you know, I, as I was listening to it, there, there were so many things I wanted to say, especially people who are listening to the recorded classes that I do. You know, so I, I'm asking a question and you're waiting for students to, to respond live. And, you know, a lot of people have said, like, I, I just wish, you know, that, that I could answer, you know, that I could say something. Well, you know, here's a, a, an opportunity, actually, to, uh, you know, to pitch in and, you know, add what you wanted to say and talk with other people. So I'm really excited for the opportunities that, uh, that this new site has for, for bringing people together and giving people an opportunity to make connections. So I'm I'm really excited about it. Are you yeah? Are you ahead, surprised sorry, by the reception that you are getting? Yeah, you know, it's yes and no. I mean, on the one hand, uh, it has been sort of be. I mean, I always kind of suspected that there were a lot of people out there who would be interested in this kind of thing. You know, uh, that there were a lot of people who would really like the opportunity to get involved in in, in you know a sort of a serious academic discussion of Tolkien's works. Um, you know, that's why I started the podcast in the first place. But I have been a little overwhelmed at the enthusiasm of the response. And it just it has really confirmed my own, uh, you know, suspicions with which I started it that, you know, this is really something that needs to happen more. And I, I am, uh, I am, I am delighted to be, you know, as I've been doing this over the last two years, trying to find, you know, new and better ways to, to get people involved and really, you know, really both encourage and participate in a, in a, in a much broader discussion. And I, I have found it, 
it uh, I found it really rewarding and uh, but but yeah it's been um, the reception has been beyond what I ever could have guessed right. in my most optimistic oh. moments. Now take us back just a little bit. Um, uh, tell us what your your doctorate is in and uh, your expertise and how you became the Tolkien professor. Well, I uh, I started, you know, sort of the the Tolkien side of things is kind of at the beginning and the end. That is, I started off as a kid reading Tolkien, and that uh, it's really my enthusiasm for Tolkien uh, and his world which led me uh, to sort of discover my love for the Middle Ages, which is what, where I went in college. Um, and after college, went to graduate school at Columbia University and got my PhD in medieval literature, uh, focusing especially on Middle English stuff. My my specialty is a little bit later. Tolkien was primarily an Anglo-Saxonist, um, so he did he did early medieval stuff, Norse and Norse and Anglo-Saxon. And uh, in my my period of specialty in 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 medieval it is somewhat later, more towards Chaucer and Mallory, thirteenth. Uh, 13th, 14th, and 15th centuries, especially 14th and 15th. So anyway, um, that's what I that's what I was doing, and that's what I you know when I when I started teaching at Washington College, you know I'm the, I'm the medievalist there, and that's the primary thing that I do. But once I was you know in a tenure track job and you know in a place where I was designing my own courses, uh, you know I remember this one wonderful day when I sort of re- when I sort of realized that I was like, oh, wait, I could I. I could teach a course on Tolkien now. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it was really, it was like a return to this dream that I had had, which, uh, which I had never really pursued. I had never, uh, you know, when I was going through grad school, I was definitely not strategizing like someday I'm going to teach Tolkien and it's going to be awesome. It was, I, I mean, I, I, I remember the day when I was, when it just, you know, sort of dawned on me. It's like, well, I, I could totally do that now. That would wow. be great. So I taught the course at Washington College uh, a couple times, which was, which was so much fun. And um, I began to do more work on Tolkien, going to conferences, and, and uh, published an article in Tolkien Studies. And, and basically it was after that, uh, about my, fifth, my fourth, fifth year uh, at the college, when I decided to uh, experiment with, uh, with different media and uh, trying to take things straight out to the people. And that's when I started my podcast back in July 2009 uh, to say, well, you know, okay. I mean, you know, people were encouraging me, oh, you should publish more. You know, you should, you know, you've got these great ideas. You know, you should, you know, send out more articles and stuff. And I was like, well, I, I could do that, I guess. But wouldn't it actually be more fun to take that same material and bring it straight to a lot of people who wouldn't get it otherwise? And and as we said before, that kind of worked out even better than I thought it might. Wow. Well, now that is a good basis to bring us all the way up. Now, from that point, take us all the way up to your very special announcement for tonight. Okay. Well, um, the the special announcement for tonight is that I have recently finalized a book contract with Houghton Mifflin Publishing to uh, bring a book on The Hobbit. This is going to be a new, uh, basically, readers not, not exactly a reader's guide. This is going to be a new in-depth exploration of The Hobbit. Uh, the working title right now is Exploring The Hobbit, um, and I'm going to be doing a chapter-by-chapter analysis very much like what I am doing in The Hobbit Lecture series, um, that kind of close analysis, but basically, uh, you know, giving me the opportunity to do even more than I was able to do in the first, uh, in the first podcast series. Um, and, uh, you know, so basically I've actually been really surprised, you know, when I was thinking about the Hobbit, you know, as of course I had been during the Hobbit lecture series, I was really surprised looking around that there didn't seem to be a book like this. That is, there are lots of, you know, you, you, you look at Tolkien books and there are lots of really good, you know, reader's guides to Tolkien and, um, you know, sort of background information. And you've got, I mean, the two wonderful resources on the Hobbit, uh, Douglas Anderson's annotated Hobbit, Hobbit and John Ratliff's history of the hobbit both of which are you know fantastic scholarly uh, resources you can learn so much about all the different editions and and alterations of the hobbit from 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 uh doug anderson's book and you can look at the whole manuscript history um of the hobbit and john ratliff's book and that's great but there's almost nothing out there that really just does a reading you know the, the kind of thing that i did in my lecture series you know to sort of help general readers 
begin to see some of the really amazing things that Tolkien is doing in The Hobbit. I mean, I think The Hobbit is so underappreciated. I mean, lots of people love it, but I think even among the people who love it, not everybody really respects it. You know, like the, I'll, 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 there are a lot of people who have an affection for The Hobbit, a, a kind of tenderness, you know, cause, uh, you know, I remember loving this when I was a kid, um, but yet don't really think of it as in it on its own ground, a really great work of literature. And I'm really convinced that it is. The closer you look at The Hobbit, the more rewarding you find that, um, the more interesting and complicated, I think, yeah. um, are the things that you can see Tolkien doing there. So so basically my, my goal in the book is to to be able to show people that and, and sort of walk people through the, the major themes of The Hobbit and what's kind of going on in the whole structure of this book. While, you know, again, the goal being as, you know, my goal has been throughout my podcasting career um you know making this something that that general readers can can really relate to and uh, uh and that would really hopefully speak to people who are you know new to Tolkien and um you know obviously people who are going to see the films and I'm hoping you know that this can be a um yeah the the films are cool but you know what the book is really cool too Amen. <laughs> let's talk about why the book is cool so yeah it, it, yeah. it reminds me last night on middle earth uh, on my middle earth um you you uh you you put up a quote up there that you said was one of your favorites um, yes. from The Hobbit. What was that? Yeah, that's uh, in that when the trolls are are are, are uh, breaking down to fight and they 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 call each other um, lots of very true and applicable names. That's my <laughs> that's my, that's my favorite phrase. I love that. Uh, in very loud voices, right? Yes. Of course. <laughs> um, yes. Isn't that clever? Uh, the, the, that that shows the cleverness of Tolkien. That's what I appreciate in The Hobbit. Yeah, yeah. No, he has he has such a light touch, and it's interesting because, of course, people think of Tolkien as generally a pretty serious writer. I mean, he doesn't crack a whole lot of jokes, and you know, the in throughout well, not throughout the entirety of the Lord of the Rings, but through much of the Lord of the Rings, especially after Book One, um, you know, he tends to kind of modulate into this pretty high epic register pretty often and uh, you know you've got some of you know kind of what could be considered comic relief but but you know the lord of the rings by and large is a pretty serious and uh and uh and and kind of deep book but the hobbit is so lighthearted um uh, and you can really see not only how uh, how much fun Tolkien has, but really how playful he is. I think the you know it's it is it is very easy to tell how uh, how he was focused in you know in his in his writing that story with you know amusing his kids you know and how much fun he had with that. So I mean I think yeah, that's right. it's it's one of the things that makes the Hobbit really delightful. Yes, exactly. Well, and, course, excuse me, but just to. Oh, go ahead, John. I was just going to say this is phenomenal news. Now, what publisher did you say is publishing the book? Exactly. This is published with Houghton Mifflin Publishers, which, uh, of course, as most people know, this is Tolkien's publisher in America. Um, so that's kind of the <laughs> – still, I have to admit, uh, delightful and amazing part of it to me uh, that my book proposal has actually been approved by the Tolkien estate. So it's being sort of sponsored by the official Tolkien label um, in America. So that's um, just – you know, that was – of course, you know, when I was, uh, you know, sending around a proposal to uh, to see if I could get this book published, that was always my, my number one goal, um, you know, because I've always – I have always hoped, you know, from when I started my podcast and everything, my goal has always been, you know, I just love Tolkien's work and I just have such respect and enthusiasm for, for, for Tolkien's books. And, and, you know, my goal has just been to, to share that with people and to help people appreciate, you know, his writings more. And so, you know, my, my thought had always been, you know, I, I would love to be able to, you know, be working with, uh, the Tolkien people and, and, uh, and, you know, cause I think our, you know, and the end of the day, our goals are pretty similar and everything, but, uh, but I mean, you know, everybody knows some things and has heard other things about, <laughs> about the Tolkien estate and everything else. And, um, I was just very delighted, uh, that, uh, um, that they said, yes, it was funny. I actually got the email, um, 
uh, telling me that the Tolkien estate had approved it when I was uh, – I got it on my phone when I was walking between (laughs) my two classes. Uh, So I teach two classes back to back. I was walking from one building to the other, and I was checking my email on my phone. Uh, And I got this – so I walked into my my freshman composition class with my phone in my hand having just received this. And, of course, I just like – you know, I'm not – good at you know toning that down when <laughs> when that happened so i was just uh you know sharing this with my english 101 students who are all just staring at me and uh, you know, the only thing that they had to say in response was uh does does this mean you're going to cancel class uh, <laughs> uh, no i didn't cancel class but uh, but anyway it's uh, it has just been uh, that has been really exciting so um it it it, it creates some really fun opportunities I mean, and this is the kind of thing I still, I still kind of can't even believe this when I, um, when I think about it. But of course, uh, the Houghton Mifflin, the Houghton Mifflin publisher, uh, the editor there, uh, Ken Carpenter, who uh, who's the editor of the the the, the Tolkien line uh, at Houghton Mifflin, he uh, um, pointed out to me a thing which I can't even believe. I actually had forgotten this, or rather had just like totally failed at the math or something. But what he was pointing out was that we had always been thinking about or kind of hoping for a late 2012 uh, release for the book. And his he was pointing out that, of course, September 22nd, 2012, is the 75th anniversary of the publication of The Hobbit, oh. which was published September 22nd in 1937. So, um, so in fact, my book is going to be – the release of it is going to be timed uh, with the big 75th anniversary of The Hobbit celebration that Houghton Mifflin is planning uh, for wow. next September. That is phenomenal. That's, that's absolutely That's huge. Yeah, that's yeah. It's just, I, and I just, I kind of, you know, as this is where I have to, where I've just been like, you know, pinching myself continually over the last uh, few weeks because just you know the idea that uh, not only that I would be. Uh, publishing a book on Tolkien, which had always been kind of something I dreamed about when I was, you know, like in high school, but uh, but that my book is going to be published by Tolkien's publisher, publisher, you know, released on the, uh, the, you know, the, the anniversary of, of, of the publication of the Hobbit, you know, sort of, uh, alongside the 75th anniversary edition of the Hobbit. And I, you know, it's just, I, as I, I, I am so just kind of humbled and overwhelmed by that idea. It's just been, it's just been amazing. I would say that well, Louvatar is it, smiling on you. <laughs> it has sure felt that way. It has sure felt that way. Well, this is exciting news. Uh, this is Mark here, but this is exciting news as a fan, too, because this is going to be, uh, to all appearances, a, a very mainstream book uh, coming out, uh, published by uh, the people that published Tolkien, uh, now publishing you. Um, this is this is massive. I mean, this is fantastic news for, for fans of The Hobbit, too, because they'll have easy access to all this. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I mean, it, you know, it is my basically, you know, the book thing. I, um, you know, there have been some times when people have kind of mentioned it. You know, there have been a couple of people who have asked me, like, oh, you know, are you going to publish a book? You know, like, well, the podcast is doing well. So, like, the book is the next logical thing. And, you know, sometimes I get the impression that people sort of think or imagine that the podcast is just like a way to, like, set up the book or something. You know, that, like, the book is like, you know, now I'm taking things to the next stage. And, right. but I don't really see it that way. I mean, for me, this is, this is, a, this is a different genre, you know. It's it's a different medium, but for me, it's the same kind of thing. I mean, and that's you know, Mark, what you bring up is exactly what I find most exciting about it. You know, I mean, I think, I mean, again, I, I you know, I, I now, I, I used to suspect, I now quite firmly believe that there are just a, a remarkable number of really smart, engaged, enthusiastic people out there who are looking for, um, you know who are looking for an interesting and in-depth and detailed uh, look at Tolkien. And, you know, I'm excited to have the opportunity, you know, to be given the opportunity by Houghton Mifflin to, uh, you know, to kind of bring that. And it is my goal to, you know, I would love to see more discussion of The Hobbit. I mean, of course, The Hobbit is going to, is already being talked about a lot. It's going to be talked about a lot when the films Mm -hmm. come out. Um, But, you know, of course, I, I, uh, you know, as uh, 
as the the old fashioned literature professor, I I really want to make sure we're we're talking about the book too. So I'm really excited to be you know that I, not that I'm you know I, I am uh, I am you know myself very excited about the films. I mean I've talked about. I've talked about this many times on my podcast, my, my support for the films and my interest in the films. And I think that's great. And it's a different thing and, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. And I'm not a purist, but at the same time, I'm really excited about the books and I really want to talk about the books and I'm really glad to be able to be a kind of, you know, uh, in the position of being able to be a kind of champion for the books during, uh, during the time when everybody's going to be, uh, uh, thinking about films. So, and it'll be fun to talk about them together. And I think it'll be great. Well, and I think too, if if anyone listening out there has not heard uh, uh, Dr. Olson's uh, podcast on uh, uh, everything behind the literature, The Hobbit, uh, The Lord of the Rings, The Silmarillion, and and even discussions on fairy, which the groups are right here on uh, My Middle Earth, but those podcasts, uh, there's no wonder why they're popular. I mean, they they're getting close to over, getting close to two million downloads. I think the last time I checked. Um, but it's no, it's no surprise to me that they are that popular because they are fantastic podcasts. I mean, fantastic lectures. I mean, to sit there and listen to them and now we're airing them on, on Middle Earth Network Radio too, but, uh, and thank you by the way, but to be able to sit there and listen to those while you're working away has just been a real treat for me as a listener. You know, to, uh, as a testament to, uh, to the Tolkien professor, to J.R.R. Tolkien, to this whole subject, we have right now, we have listeners at the moment in China. Yes. And so we would like to welcome you, those that are listening in China, those are listening in Japan, Australia, uh, Canada, United States, Germany, all of you folks out there that are obviously moved by Tolkien uh, and, and are excited about the announcement that, you know, the curiosity had to, uh, had to have brought you, what, you know, what's the Tolkien professor going to, uh, going to <laughs> announce? But if you are interested enough to come here to listen to what the Tolkien professor has to announce, we know that you are fans and lovers of the literature. And that's what, you know, first and foremost, that's what we stand for. Yeah, I yeah. think that's. I think that is what is so fantastic about, uh, you know, this alliance. But the ability we have today to broadcast out and and get this news out to everyone. Um, and you're just going through kind of who's listening because Michael, uh, who's manning the board there, can can see uh, exactly where people are listening from. And he just went down the list. Same with on on my Middle Earth, uh, the social network that we've got here too, that Tolkien Professor is part of. But it's just amazing to go look through that membership list. And and we just launched this late. Uh, Wednesday night, I believe it was, and, and we've already in the beta and we've already gotten flooded with members. But looking over that membership, people that are interested in these things are people from China, the UK, Germany, France, New Caledonia. I can just go down the list. Uh, Australia, New Zealand, Japan, Canada. Uh, it, it just goes on yeah, and on. Somebody, Italy, yeah. Somebody just signed on from Italy just a few minutes ago. Yeah, so it's a te- it's a testament, you know, to what you're doing too, uh, Corey, in the terms of the book. And I think I'm confident that it's going to be very, very popular, popularly received because pe- you're right, people are interested in that. And and if it's anything like your podcast, uh, I'm I'm really excited. Now, do you have an ETA on 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 when the book's going to be released again? If you can bring that up, yeah, again? it's. It is going to, it's the, the schedule now is September, uh, 2012. My, uh, uh, my hope, of course, I'm, I'm really hoping it gets released on the 22nd. Uh, I, I suspect that that's what's going to happen. Um, I, on exactly the 75th anniversary, uh, why, why put it that close and then not do it on the day. Right. So I, I think, I, I think that that's, what's going to happen. And I don't know exactly. Uh, I've spoken a little bit with the Houghton Mifflin people and they're planning, I know, uh, uh, a celebration, not just, uh, you know, they're going to be releasing some special editions and things like that. But I believe also they're planning some events, uh, probably mostly in New York, uh, around that time. And, uh, uh, which which I'm going to be involved in as well. So I, I just the the whole thing will be uh will be just fantastic and of course then there's the films later on a couple months down the road. Talk um, about talk about the stars being aligned for you. Oh, uh, to have to have your book 
released on the 75th anniversary amidst the releasing of the Hobbit movies is, uh, I would, I would say Varda was smiling upon. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it, it, it is really just, uh, just an incredible thing. I am uh, really excited about it. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, we'll see sort of where things go from here. I mean, you know, one of the, certainly one of my plans had always been to do, you know, a detailed look, you know, not just at The Hobbit. I mean, I love The Hobbit, but it's not like that's it's not like that's where I was hoping to stop. Um, so, right. I mean, I would love to to do uh, to basically continue. And, you know, I can I can definitely foresee a, you know, a series of exploring Tolkien books uh, after this and, you know, moving on to The Silmarillion, which we're already looking at uh, quite in depth uh, in The Silmarillion seminar now. Um and uh, the Lord of the Rings, of course, as well. So, that is. you know, this this is something that I am really uh, that that I am excited to you know, and I hope that hope that the Houghton Mifflin people will continue to be excited about it too. <laughs> well, I, I think I, I predict that your the book is going to be uh, is going to do very well. So uh, I'll also predict hand in hand with that that Houghton Mifflin will also be excited to do in other sequels there. But uh, briefly, can can you speak a little bit more to some of the content of the book? Yeah, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be going chapter by chapter through the Hobbit um, in the podcast series, the the Hobbit lecture series. I've been kind of doing groups of chapters and kind of thinking about little uh, clusters of things. And uh, in the book, I really want to sort of go in a little bit deeper. Um, and uh, and so it's 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 going to be arranged in in chapters, which will, of course, like the chapters in The Hobbit themselves. Not all the chapters, therefore, will be of equal length. Uh, there are certainly some things, you know, there's a lot more to say about riddles in the dark than there is to say about, you know, the gathering of the clouds uh, at, towards the end, uh, you know, in the sort of the, the build up to the final battle near the end of The Hobbit. So um, the chapters won't be of equal length, but that's sort of my initial, that's my initial goal. Though actually, you know, one of the things I've been thinking about as I've been thinking about the book and the organization of the book, um, I, I'm a big fan of, of eBooks and, and, uh, and sort of thinking about some of the ways in which new eBook technology gives us abilities to really kind of conceptualize books in different ways than they have been before. I would love, I'm hoping to, uh, to work with the Houghton Mifflin people to develop, um, an ebook version of this, which would actually enable me to do some, to do some cool things. My, uh, one idea that I have for it, I would love to be able to basically take the stuff that I'm doing, um, with the book and reorganize it in different ways. Cause of course the decision to organize it chapter by chapter was actually kind of a hard one because at the same time, uh, though that you know, it, like it's not that that doesn't make sense. I mean, and it's that's that's kind of logical and it's the it's the it's the most straightforward way to do it. But I also really kind of like to organize it thematically. You know, it would be also fun just to kind of sit down and say, well, you know, let's look at Bilbo's whole journey, like his, you know, wh- what's changing with him and what he's learning and how his character is developing over the course of the whole book. And then let's look at, you know, the dwarves and what's going on with the dwarves. And then let's look at you know, these other sort of sub themes and the elves and what we see about the elves and all of the chapters in which they appear and look at the Rivendell elves at first and the Mirkwood elves uh, at the end. And then, you know, sort of the final visions of the elves in the battle and going home from the battle afterwards. And let's look at all all of these things, which, you know, it would be fun not just to be able to, not just to have to confine myself to like what happens in chapter seven or whatever, but, but to be able to, to kind of take a broader look at, at those things as they develop in the story. And, um, and I think, uh, what I'm really wanting to try out is with ebook technology, I think, uh, that I could design the book in such a way that you could basically do both, you know, where you can have it or you could have like two different tables of contents, um, and if uh, if I can meta tag things properly, then uh, then you could actually uh, kind of gather things together in 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 different ways, so that you could see it chapter by chapter if you wanted to, and you could also gather the things together to see them all at one time. Um, so anyway, I I I I think this stuff is pretty cool, and and I'm just kind of starting to explore some of the things you can do. I think ebooks thus far have mostly been pretty boring. Um, that is, they're like paper books except electronic and like that's kind of cool and everything but um there's a lot more that you could do with it <laughs> so anyway i mean there 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 uh, there there are lots of different possibilities but uh we'll see we'll, we'll see what uh i can actually uh talk them into executing when we uh when it when it comes to it 
Excellent. And and uh, we have Arwen with us from Middle Earth News. Uh, and Arwen, uh, being the true uh, news hound that she is, is uh, prepared to grill you with some very intense questions. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I've been busy scribbling away with all the notes. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm writing down all this stuff. It's great to hear you talk about, though, um, you know, just in-depth in The Hobbit. I was actually listening to um, one of your podcasts last night the ridiculous and the sublime and uh it's just it's amazing to you know you read a book but then when you go back and you go in depth you know and you, and you really think about it and you talk a lot about how um tolkien you know wrote the book the hobbit for children to read and it was just so neat to to read it things i never would realize as i was reading along it was great but um <laughs> Yeah, it's really fun to do. I mean, for me, I mean, what I what I always tell my students, uh, you know, in my English 101 class, um, not on the day that I learn the news about the Tolkien estate, but on most of the other <laughs> days, what I tell my students in my English 101 <laughs> class is, you know, reading a book carefully um, is really, it's more of a habit than anything else. You know, that is, you get in certain habits of reading and sometimes, you know, the way that people, uh, you know, from my experience in talking to students uh, as an English professor, uh, what it always seems to me is that most people are basically in the habit of reading fairly passively, like intellectually passively. Like, you know, you're reading the thing and you're kind of enjoying the story, but it, you're just, it's, it, it's just kind of happening to you. And sometimes, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but I know many, you know, I, I, I've talked to people who have, you know, where they'll finish a book and I'll say, hey, you know, was that a good book? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I really liked it. And I'll say, well, I haven't read it. What's it about? And they're like, uh, not sure I could summarize it, <laughs> even though I just yeah. read it. And I know I, I had the experience of enjoying it while I was reading it. But, uh, but you know, I, and basically and that's just, really go ahead. I said, but nothing really stuck out. I have that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You and it's awesome that, you know, I think it's great, too, that your book is coming out at this time, especially during, you know, all the hype of the Hobbit films and everything, you know, to get, you know, the readers into it, back into it, you know, that, I mean, but I think you too, like you said, you treat, you know, the films in one class and the books in the other. And I do that, too, you know, because I, I love the film and, you know, I'm sure I'll love the Hobbit and the 10 minutes of the behind the scenes that I've seen, you know, I already adore it, but. You know, it's in a different class, and and so having that, having this book to uh, to you know go through the Hobbit and really dissect it is great. I think that's awesome. Yeah, and that's. I mean, I think that you know the more. I mean, for me, this is how I. This is how I. I basically define a good book, you know, or a great book, you know, is when you go through it and you really do stop to think about it and you notice things and you start to make connections between the things that you notice, um, you know, and, and then, you know, the more you think about it and the more carefully you look at it, the more you begin to see, you know, sort of the, the, the richness of what's going on here and, um, and, and how these things are all connected together. Um, you know, that for me, uh, you know, when I'm on my podcast, when I'm writing the book, this is, I mean, it's, for me, it's, it's storytelling. You know, this is, this is what, um, you know, there's, you know, there's the Hobbit and there's the story of the Hobbit. There's also like the, you know, like the story of the story, like what's really going on uh, in this story. When when you look at it really carefully, what, what do you see happening? You know, it's like, um, you know, it's like the difference between, staring at a really great painting from a ways off and being like, wow, yeah, like that picture looks really cool. And actually, you know, stepping up close to it and looking at the detail and beginning to notice things like, oh, yes, I see that, you know, this, the, you know, that there's the symmetry between this person over here and that person over there. Wow, I didn't notice that before. And when you do that, you look, actually, those two people are connected to each other. And if you look at what that person's doing and that person's doing, you begin to, you know, you get this whole, basically be able to tell the story of the picture and, 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 and the kind of story that it's telling and you know with great stories like with great books like the hobbit uh you know and the lord of the rings and many others there there are stories that they're telling beyond just the you know the narrative as as it's happening and and if you just if you just kind of sit back and let the 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 story happen to you as you're reading then you know you're gonna you're not gonna see these things you know and and to me the classic example 
sort of the most extreme example of this um, is the poetry. You know, even people who love Tolkien tend to not think about the poetry really carefully um, or even to skip over it entirely. I have known many who have confessed that they skip over the poems. Shame on in them. In The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Shame exactly. on them. Shame on them. <laughs> Shame on them. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. John will have no patience with that whatsoever. Uh, just skip Banish the songs, them. whatever, Banish you them. know. <laughs> yes, but uh, um, but as I say, you know, that's to, to me that's just a, like the 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 logical extension of what people you know often kind of do with the story as a whole. If you stop and look at it, um, you know, I think of the my podcast episode on the riddle and the the riddles in the dark chapter. Um, you know, I, I that was probably the one I had the most fun. Uh, writing because it was the time when I could just spend the most time going through. I go through, you know, each riddle one by one and just, you just look carefully at the poetry and there's no, I mean, I, there, you know, there's no like special technique to it. Um, you know, it, all you do is just, you read it carefully and you pay attention to what it says and you begin to say, okay, look, I see how, I see how these things are going together. How are these riddles kind of talking to each other? The narrative gives us some cues, um, you know that like Bilbo is thinking uncomfortably about eating, and so he, you know, he he brings up an an eating riddle and stuff like that. But you know, you, when you begin to see like what is each one interested in, what are these, um, what are these, you know, sort of the the patterns that you can see within the individual riddles? How are they connected to the speaker? You know, Gollum tells certain a certain kind of riddle. You can tell right away. You know, the difference between like. You know Gollum's mountain riddle uh, and and Bilbo's uh, teeth riddle. I mean, they just they sound completely different, and you can see. And as it's just the more you look at it, the more you see. And we're not told a lot of this stuff again, like the actual narrative. If if that's all that you pay attention to, um, it, you're not going to get that story. We learn so much about Gollum and about Bilbo and about the nature of the Ring and about um, it, you know about the the two of them, what makes them similar and what makes them different, and uh, and being able to understand that final moment at the end of the chapter when Bilbo is about to stab Gollum and doesn't stab Gollum, that moment, of course, which is so important in The Lord of the Rings later on, um, you know, if if you've seen sort of this behind-the-scenes drama that's going on in the riddles earlier on, then, you know, that, that whole scene is so much more powerful. Um, again, this is what great writers do, you know, that they tell all these things without just spelling it all out you know but if you look at but if you look at it carefully you can see this story unfolding and that's that's just what i love to share and i said i feel like you know sometimes people will be like oh like thank you for your insights on this on this chapter and i'm like well i don't i don't i don't like feel that i'm like necessary i'm like i feel like that the things that i'm seeing aren't that hard to see it's just it's just a habit you know and and that's my goal is to 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 basically kind of help people walk through and sort of slow down and pay attention to what's there and really kind of put things together i think it's uh, it's such a fun thing to do so that's what i love to share with people awesome you said you had a um the the favorite quote in the hobbit uh was uh when tolkien talks about the trolls do you have a favorite scene in the hobbit book uh, let's see. Favorite book. scene in the Hobbit yeah. book. Um, you know, I, I think probably my favorite scene is uh, the party at the beginning in chapter one. Um, I just I love the way that the way that Bilbo is handled, the way the dwarves are introduced. Uh, There's such a delightful combination of really high things and also real comedy. I mean, there's actual, like there's actual like slapstick, you know, like with Bilbo falling off his chair uh, (laughs) into the fender and, um, and the kind of ridiculousness of Bilbo on the one hand, you know, him, you know, struck by lightning, struck by lightning. (laughs) And, uh, and, and yet, you know the 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 high beauty of the 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 dwarves song and the way that Tolkien uh, dramatizes Bilbo kind of getting drawn into this in that first time when he hears the dwarf song that he has this imaginative moment and he's kind of drawn outside of himself and and his you know simple plain mundane life uh, there in Hobbiton and for the first time he begins to you know to see and imagine and desire other things and um, it just you know the way that Tolkien brings through that experience um uh the way that he brings in uh, brings the reader in to 
to this world and kind of opens this up in a really gentle but also funny way. I mean, even the dwarves are funny. It's not like we just have like Bilbo, who is the comic relief over here, and the dwarves who are epic and serious. I mean, even the dwarves are funny. I mean, they're they're they're. I mean, they've got they've they're they're carrying like cellos in their luggage. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, as, you know, but it's like, oh, excuse us while we whip out our instruments. And they're like, you know, and like Bomber's got a big drum and it's just, it's, it, it's funny. It's, it's funny. I mean, they, so uh, that, uh, that, that as a, as a whole scene is probably, is probably my favorite scene. That's awesome. I want to ask cool. you a question about uh, you being, uh, you, you know, a literature professor. Um, help me here because uh, you know, I read as much as I possibly can. I love to read. We don't have TV at this house, so we all read. Um, what other art, uh, art authors um, have uh, writing fantasy fiction, or just let's just say fiction, um, mm-hmm. have such a, a a catalog that is so deep and so strong and bold and beautiful and intricate and all the other adjectives? That could be uh, assigned to uh, Tolkien's output. Well, you know, I mean, there are there are so many great writers, and and there are. Uh, I mean, you know, of course, I'm a I'm a medievalist by profession, um, and uh, you know, I mean, there's there are so many writers in the Middle Ages that I love so much. Chaucer is my uh, Chaucer and Tolkien uh, are my two favorite authors. Sir Thomas Mallory is pretty close up there too, um, but falls a little bit behind Chaucer and Tolkien in uh, uh, in my in my affections. Um, but yes, it's it's hard, you know. Tolkien. One of the things about Tolkien that uh, is so remarkable, you know, one of the clearest testimonies um, to sort of what he accomplished is the fact that he is always the comparison point. You know, people whenever there's a, a you know whenever there's a new fantasy series that is really popular and that people really like, the author is guaranteed to be called you know the the new Tolkien by almost everybody, uh, at least almost everybody who likes him, and. Um, uh, you know, and I find there's nobody like Tolkien. There are many other really good writers, you know, who write really good books. Um, and you know, I find that you know there are there are a lot of books when you stop and you read them carefully that they're really really rewarding. You know, it's it's not true of of every book that's out there. Right. Um, but uh, I, it's something that I've enjoyed in the uh, fairy and fantasy class that I'm recording this semester uh, at, at at Washington College. Um, I'm doing it especially in the in the later half of the class where we are now uh, in the live that is in the actual live class sessions with the credit bearing students rather than uh, the podcast feed was a little bit behind the uh, the live uh, the live course. Um, in the live course, we're in the. 20th century fantasy works now, and we're doing some works that I've read before and that I like, but I, I've that I've not really studied in great depth before, and and uh, and are still pretty new to me. Right now, we're we're doing Peter Beagle's The Last Unicorn. Um, I've been really impressed with that book as we've been reading it through. It's just you know one of those when you really stop and you look at it carefully, and I'm thinking it through as I'm prepping class and as we're talking about it in class. Um, I've been really loving that book, but I, that's and it's the same the same experience happens happens a lot you know i just had uh uh the pleasure of of teaching c.s lewis's the lion the witch in the wardrobe uh, a few weeks back in that class which was also really just just great fun um but uh but yeah it's you know for me um you can always tell these books that really kind of give back to you you know that you can see you can see these stories and these you know, sort of stories within stories when you when you when, you know when you stop and and look at them you know as far as you know modern fantasy writers and um you know it's it's so hard you know people people will often ask me you know like, are there others you know that you think are you know like in the category with Tolkien and it's hard to do because Tolkien is so different i mean he's so you know he he's so weird and i i say that in the in the in the most res- respectful and affectionate way that i can um you know nobody nobody writes quite like he does and uh and nobody d- tells the kinds of stories that he tells quite um so i find it really i find it really hard to compare there are certainly there are some authors who do 
who do some things really, really well. And, and you know, I, of course, there's been a lot of talk lately about George R. R. Martin because of the the HBO series that's starting on Game of Thrones that just started uh, on Game of Thrones. And you know, I Martin is a Martin is a really good writer. There are things that I don't really like much about that series, but there are some things that I admire a great bit. He's certainly a great world creator. Um, and that I think is is for me the best aspect of uh, of 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 Martin's books. But um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's yeah, so many good books out there. <laughs> well, and I think I, I think I I was going to say the Mark era, but I think yeah, I think Tolkien is a hard act to follow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and certainly again, because nobody nobody like does exactly what he did you know i mean no one is yeah. and no one is no one is interested in the same things that he is interested in you know with his with his own connections to medieval literature and the kind of flavor that that gives to his whole narrative and approach and 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 his languages and everything else it's just you know no one's going to be exactly like that which is fine you know you don't have to be exactly yeah. like that and it, and, I, I, I i think what what uh, what makes Tolkien so unique is it's going to be really hard for somebody to compete with him in the sense that uh, he dedicated his whole life to pretty much that story as far as his fiction field. So mm-hmm. to compete against that in terms of creating the size and scope, um, I think people are up against a quite a formidable uh, project. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're just the the scope... Uh, and the intricacy uh, of Tolkien's of Tolkien's storytelling. I mean, he was he was he was just he was really good at that. I mean, you know, that was what he loved. That was what he did. You know, I um, it's it's you know, Tolkien was such a perfectionist, and uh, you know, I know that you know there are a couple ways in which he and C.S. Lewis kind of drove each other crazy, and this is one of the things that really because um, they were so different personality wise. Um, and uh, this is one of the things, I mean, you know, Lewis would would sort of toss off, you know, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but he would turn out these books, you know, one a year or better. Um, and meanwhile, Tolkien is like taking like, I think I'll take yet another decade to pour over this book and make sure I've got every word right. Uh, you know, and Lewis was finally like, would you just publish the thing already? It's done. It's done. Send it out. You know, and Tolkien's like, it's not done. It's not done. So, I mean, you know, it's it's easy to, you know, it's easy to sort of tease Tolkien for that. I really liked that the, uh, at uh, the Medieval Congress at Kalamazoo last year, um, I was on a Hobbit roundtable. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of Tolkien at uh, the Medieval Conference at Kalamazoo, um, and uh, I was on the, the Hobbit panel with with John Ratliff, the author of the History of the Hobbit, and he was doing a, he was doing a really interesting paper. I think uh, he's working on a book on this actually, which I, I can't wait for, um, which is basically about Tolkien's creative process and looking at sort of the records and his letters and notes and things just about about how he wrote and the troubles that he had writing um, you know and there's this one great quote that he uh, made that he made in his in his talk which was from Tolkien Tolkien saying I have heard that the first chapter of a novel is the hardest one to write and then Tolkien says but I don't find it so I have written almost unnumbered first chapters of novels <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know and then they don't go much further because you know he you know he did, he he was not comfortable just doing anything uh, half-heartedly and you know over the course of his life many people you know who want Wanted him to to write things or or publish things, just tore their hair out because he wouldn't let it go until it was done. But again, you know, as frustrating as that was to some people, and you know, and as much as you know, goodness knows if if Tolkien were were you know had been more like Lewis in that, we'd we'd have a lot more books by him, uh, you know, to talk about. But uh, but yeah, his books are what they are because he was who he was, and uh, you know, and that's 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 a good thing. Hey, Corey, we've uh, got some questions coming in in the chat room. Do you mind if we pose a couple of questions to you? No, sure, sure. Uh, okay. Uh, regarding the book, is it an official companion book to the original publication, or will it tie in with the film at all, just to clarify? Yeah, it's not going to tie in with the film explicitly. Um, it is just going to be sort of, sort of I mean, it's, it's not going to be a companion in the sense that, um, you know, it's not going to be like, 
bundled with it or something. You know, I mean, it's not going to be uh, that, but but it is sort of designed to be uh, to be sort of set side by side. And it's certainly my goal. Uh, it's certainly my vision for it that somebody who has just read The Hobbit or is rereading The Hobbit would basically kind of have them side by side. You know, pick up and read a chapter of The Hobbit, put it down, then read you know read my chapter on that chapter and then go on. Or you know, I, I w- that's that's definitely what I would hope for. But no, it is not. There will um, there will not be any discussion of the film. Uh, in this book, I, I, it would be interesting to do some more, and, and certainly through my podcast and stuff, I hope to do some more stuff uh, on the films, but not, but not in this book. Okay, great, thanks. Yeah, I just wanted to ask. Now we've only got a few minutes left before we uh, wrap it up here, but um, could you speak to a little bit more about <clears throat> how how people can find your website and then how they can find your forums and and exactly uh, what forums you have available? Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, my website is uh, just very simply www.tolkienprofessor.com. Um, and on my website, you can find all of my audio material. Um, and uh, this, I have a, this sort of this lectures homepage where I have links to all the different kinds of audio that I've done, Q&As and discussions and chats and my Hobbit series and my recorded courses and everything else. Um, and uh, I also have on my website a, uh, a little sort of online bookstore, a collection of links of recommended editions and uh, secondary works and stuff and I sort of gather together. Sometimes people you know, might have heard of a of a Tolkien work that they haven't read, you know, uh, but they don't know, you know, they, they don't have it and they don't know quite where to find it. So I've kind of gathered those things together. And then I have the links to my new discussion home uh, with you guys on the Middle Earth Network. Um, so if you go to to mymiddleearth.com, um, you will see, you will, uh, once you, uh, once you uh, sign in and join us in the network, you can see my homepage is a little Tolkien Professor tab, um, which has groups, which basically I've created separate groups. I thought of just sort of creating one large group, but I decided to kind of subdivide it so that it would be a little bit more clear if people wanted to to kind of get into a discussion of Something especially, you know, things like the Silmarillion seminar, the fairy and fantasy course, you know, they're going to be, they're sort of, you know, a different interest and a different uh, um, discussion that people are going to, are going to have about those. So I've created uh, one just Tolkien professor group, which is basically um, people who want to ask me sort of random general questions or, or talk about some of the things raised in my uh, kind of miscellaneous podcast episodes. Um, and then there are four other groups for these sort of more distinct uh, subsections of my podcast, the Hobbit Lecture Series, the Silmarillion Seminar, my Tolkien Survey course that I recorded uh, at Washington College last spring, and my Fairy and Fantasy course that I'm recording right now. So you can uh, join any or all of those groups, and you can post questions on the forum, you can post things on the wall, and uh, we can we can uh, and we can talk about them. Also, of course, through my Middle Earth Network, um, you, we can also do live chat. There's a Tolkien Professor chat room. If you hit the chat room icon in the bottom left of uh, of your screen there, um, then you can get into the Tolkien Professor chat room, and or you can chat with me live if I'm on, which I often am. Um, so, uh, and that's that, this is one of the things that has made me uh, so glad to be able to uh, to find a home with you guys here because this uh, gives me so many more opportunities for connecting with people in exactly the kind of ways that uh, that I've always wanted to be connecting with people and, and with listeners and really, as I said at the beginning, encouraging and taking part in a wider conversation well, rather ple- than just printing stuff and talking at people. The pleasure is all ours to be to to be associated with the with the Tolkien professor. I mean, come on. Exactly. Uh, you know, and uh, and again and 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 now author Yes, and that's what we were here for this uh, special hour. We are wrapping up in just a minute. Uh, we're going to get kicked out by my uh, by my program here. But uh, announcing the book that is going to be coming out September, hopefully on on the on the seventy fifth anniversary. Yes, of the publication of the Hobbit. That's yes. right, and uh, and it's been in, uh, endorsed by the Tolkien Estate. 
That's so, right. What a wonderful, what a wonderful way to spend an hour tonight. Uh, your Tolkien professor, Dr. Corey Olson. We are so thankful that you came and spent your time with us, and uh, came with us, Mark and and John D. Bartolo. Arwen had to run out; she had a little emergency with her with her baby. Everything's fine, but uh-huh. she has to attend uh, motherly duties. And uh, and you have been tuned in to this special live announcement on the Middle Earth Network at MiddleEarthNetwork.com. Uh, we ask you to, uh, to join us over at uh, MyMiddleEarth.com, uh, our social network for all things Tolkien-related and Middle Earth Network-related and Tolkien Professor-related, all the good stuff over there. And we are going to turn it over back to the regularly scheduled programming here in just a minute. But again, uh, from all of us, thank you so much, Corey, for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Congratulations again, Dr. Olson. Yeah, Thanks. congratulations. And we will have to do this again real soon. You, th- that way we can have you come, up, uh, come back often and give us updates live on the air. That would be fun. All right. I, I'm actually going to uh, uh, press uh, Dr. Olson to uh, uh, try to do a regular, uh, at least semi-monthly show <laughs> soon. <laughs> We will do whatever we can on that. Okay, and we're going to sign off now, friends. Uh, keep uh, Stay tuned in here at Middle Earth Network. And uh, a lot of good music coming up and some pre-recorded podcasts. And uh, you may even hear another episode of uh, The Tolkien Professor. And we will talk to you next time here on MiddleEarthNetwork.com. All right. Many thanks again to the kind people at the Middle Earth Network for putting this show together. Thanks for listening, and Godspeed.